Uh, welcome back to another edition of This Week in College Football, brought to you by CFB Talk Daily. Today is Friday, July 23rd. Yes, this is a new episode. I know it's been quite a while. Um, you know, it's just me and John have a lot of things going on outside, you know, time with work and everything else going on in the world. We've been trying to get back at it. This is the first, like, uh, window of time we've had to really sit down, record, be able to edit. So we really wanted to get uh, something out for you guys today, especially with all the news going on. Uh, in the last 48 hours, which is going to, in our in our eyes, change the landscape of college football. But before we get to that, uh, let's recap. One of the biggest things that has changed for not only college football, college sports, uh, in the past three months, uh, college athletes now able to receive money for their name, image, and what's the, what's the L stand for? Likeness? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like name. This. I knew it was nil. I didn't know what the likeness. I I didn't want to say likeness. It didn't sound right in my head. But uh, so with that, I I'm sure a lot of people saw the article. Uh, Bryce Young, six figures potentially with endorsements. John, we're around the same age as Bryce Young. What would you do with uh, six figures right now if you could brand off your name, um, image, and likeness? It's ridiculous, honestly. I mean, good for him. It's a lot of money, but it's kind of crazy. I don't know what I would do with it, though. So I, I remember a while ago when you know, we, we talked about this a lot, uh, players getting paid. Uh, I remember, not not to toot my own horn here, but this was this was my idea. I, I said it, maybe the NCAA heard me talk about this. I said they should be able to go out on their own, get their own advertisements and everything, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Uh, I think this is the right way to do it. Um, the only questions I still have, and I've said this from the beginning, is I, I wonder how this would work with, let's say, all right, let's look at a guy, first thing came to my head, Anthony Brown, because you're an Oregon guy. Mm-hmm. Oregon, I wouldn't even consider it a sponsorship. I think they're married to Nike. They're married. You know, they're I, uniforms. I Mar- and Nike just throws uniforms at them and says, here, try it. Let's say, well, what would happen if tomorrow, let's say, uh, Undo Armor calls Anthony Brown. Says, hey, Anthony, we want to we wanna throw out the AB Ducks. We want we want, uh, we want we want you wearing them week one. Well, you know we want you wearing them against Ohio State. Is that, is that how would that work? Uh, they have to be approved by the school. So I imagine Oregon would tell them to go kick rocks. Right. That. So that's always been my. You know, so I mean, they're giving these kids. I mean, they can't complain. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say that they did it the wrong way, because they're still giving these kids have unlimited routes to go out. Like I just saw Kenny Pickett. I want to say just did a. Uh, I want to say it was maybe a steakhouse, and in the commercial I saw with him, or I don't know if it was a commercial, it was on his Instagram, and he said something mm-hmm. along the lines of, you know, this is where I'm going to be taking my guy, my offensive line out every week for our podcast. Yeah. You know, so something like that, I'm sure he's not making six figures on it, but I'm sure he's making a nice pretty penny on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I like what they just did, because you know, I've said for a while that a lot of these kids, Kenny Pickett might be the perfect example for where this is his marketability era for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I agree. Um, uh, I meant to tell you. Did you see? Uh, sorry, I didn't interrupt. Okay. Did you see uh, Sam Howell and a uh, DJ uh, Ugoeli, Clemson's quarterback? What about They're him? both sponsored by Bojangles. <laughs> see, and if I was in these kids' positions, I would just find out what fast food chain is going to give me the best deal for mm-hmm. being like a spokesperson. I mean, I would be sponsored by Taco Bell, Chick Fil A, and Popeyes. 
I would three. do. I, I mean, there'd be more McDonald's. You want to throw? I mean, I'll still do. I mean, they don't. They're not gonna pay me much even right now. I mean, and this is if, if anyone from Taco Bell, if any of you guys work at Taco Bell, I want you guys to go to your manager or your superior, your supervisors, and say, "Listen, this kid, this young man, wants to be an advocate for the brand. I'll do it right now for very little money." Like as little as you can think, I'd probably do it for for Taco Bell, Chick Fil. I, I would right. just throwing that out and one out there for you. But I I think that helps out. So here I was just reading something on Reddit the other day. Uh, that one of the positive effects that this is gonna have on college athletes more in basketball, but football it would definitely help as well. Because you do see guys in football leaving after their junior year, and me and you will sit and say. I, I think a fourth year could have helped this kid out. You know, this is someone who might not, you know, he's going to be either a sixth or seventh rounder, maybe plays his senior year, might slide into the late second, early third round, something along those lines. I think we'll see a lot more kids going back for their senior year because it's not, now they're not kind of back against the wall. Like, all right, I want to go out and make money because they can make money now. So I think that's one of the positives, one of the positives that this is going to bring into college sports. Yeah. Uh, just two more things I wanted to add quickly is one, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, this school is going to have like great recruiting. You're not allowed to discuss this uh, during any recruiting. You can't talk about the NLI. I don't know if it, a lot of people say, I see it on Twitter all the time. People are like, oh, you could do, it. I mean, sure. Schools are going to do it, but you're not, you're also not allowed to pay college athletes. And that really, <laughs> I don't believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, did you see, um, I think it was a place in Miami paid one of like uh, the University of players like 50k for like an appearance or something like that which like you're basically just paying it at that point like yeah there's gonna be ways around yeah absolutely but um the other thing i want to say is did you see that at um byu and notre dame you were not allowed to sponsor anything with coffee i did see that neither school believes in it that is uh if your guy wakes up in the morning need your cup of joe to get you going you know you wear a shirt don't talk to me before i get my coffee in me I would cross them off the board if I'm uh, BYU right now. Right, I, I agree. Don't show up to BYU with a, with a coffee. You know, if, if I'm sitting in the recruiting room, I think the first question they got to ask when they're at Notre Dame going on, you know, walk into a kid's home, they got to, if they have a fresh cup of coffee sitting on the brewer, you might have to walk out right then and there. Maybe instead of like a drug sniffing dog, just bring a coffee bean sniffing dog. Yeah, and, and you'll walk in, you got a five star kid, really wants to go to Notre Dame, just be like, listen, this isn't the right fit for you. You, you can't. We can't have any risk of you going out and getting sponsors and and using the NIL for a coffee. They're, they're going to have to cut the deal right there. Is is this coffee we smell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on from the NLI stuff for a minute. We have um, team teams that got better this offseason through the transfer portal. Uh, do you, got, you got anyone? Yeah, so, uh, so I have two. Uh, it's not really... Teams as an aspect, I think that these teams made good pickups, though. Uh, the first one is the bigger of my two. Uh, Auburn lands five-star, or high, you know, high school five-star, Demetrius Robertson, leaving Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Auburn, a team that throws the ball a lot, so you definitely, when you get wide receiver help on a team that throws the ball a lot, obviously it's a, it's a clear-cut great addition for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anytime you can get a five-star talent in any position is great, but you get it at a skill position receiver. Uh, and you know, like away I, from an inst- uh, and, in-conference yeah, guy. taking away in-conference guy. Um, I want to say he has immediate eligibility. Cannot confirm that, though. I think um, he does. Yeah, I want to say he does. I want to say this is his last year of eligibility. But 
I mean, you look at a lot of the headlines when he was at Georgia. That's a lot of Robertson brings excitement to the Georgia offense. So, I mean, I can't see where this is not a good signing for them, for them to bring in a guy who's going to impact the offense right away. No, I agree. I think it makes Auburn a lot more dynamic. Gives Bo Nix like a true number one option. Yeah. And then my second one, like I said, this is not as, as huge as a five-star. This is more of a guy who's going to help out a program right away. Um, Jake Bentley, Southern Alabama. Okay. You know, Jake Bentley, in my eyes at the time when he was at South Carolina, I said you know, Jake Bentley is a good college quarterback. When he was at South Carolina, I said this is a kid who I, was, I thought he was underlooked as mm-hmm. one of uh, like an elite SEC quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. For a while, his sophomore, his sophomore junior year, I was like, "Yo, this kid's good." Like a lot of people don't talk about him like they should. Uh, went to Utah, really didn't. I mean, he only played in five games. Didn't really perform as well as I thought he was going to. Well, they only played five games actually because the COVID season. I mean, six six touchdowns, six picks, not great numbers, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think going to Southern Alabama, this is, you know, I think probably was one year left. This is a year where they could you know, sneak out. Nine wins, get them into a bowl game, look pretty mm-hmm. nice for the recruiting. Obviously, they're not going to have a top class, but they could bring in kids who they normally wouldn't bring in. So I think that for them is nice. All right, so so my, my two teams that I have getting better from the transfer portal. Number one, Oklahoma. They had uh, two guys from Tennessee in Wanya Morris. He's a tackle. And uh, Eric Gray, the running back. Um, Oklahoma's offensive line needs tackles, and they're going to get a lot better with Morris. And Gray should probably be their starting running back as well, especially after their running back got arrested and kick off the team. Not great. Not great at all. They're robbing drug dealers with uh, guns, so that's great. Oh, they were stopping crime. You know, you could put it that way. Maybe they should have tried that. Lincoln Riley, we were just trying to be crime stoppers. I, I think they were want to be police officers. I think they were given a, they were not given a fair trial. All right, fair enough. Um, and the second one, this one is uh, going to be interesting, but Kentucky. Kentucky gets a uh, Wandell Robinson from Nebraska. Uh, out of high school, He, I think he decided the last day between Nebraska and Kentucky, and he ended up going with Nebraska. He's from Kentucky. I think he won Kentucky Player of the Year as well, and it was heartbreaking for Kentucky not to get him out of high school. Spent a year at Nebraska, was like, these guys stink, and now he's coming to Kentucky. And he's probably like, a Rondell Moore, Tyreek Hill kind of guy. So while we're talking about the transfer portal, me and you just talked about this a little off the air real quick. And I, I just want to say, if Art Sitkowski are listening to this, you broke my heart. This is a guy, you know, Art, I want you to know, I stood up for you. You, I wanted Art to stick around for me. Every week, I was, Art should be in there. Art should be in there. I'm all about Art. It, I, I just, it just broke my heart. Looking at his name, seeing the Illinois logo, that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Little little side piece, Art. You always, you always, you always got a special place in my heart. Now you, you were a big defender. You had our friend Pat. Pat was always like, Art needs to be in this game. Art needs to be in the game. I, and I was, I was on this podcast. Very and like I was very tough on Art because I knew we could handle it. His freshman year, I, I went, I went after him. I will, I will admit that. But. After his sophomore year on, you can ask any. I was the number one art supporter out there. So, Art, if you're listening, I just want you to know when you come back, scat away. When all those mean people are booing you, 
Come find me. I'll be, I'll be giving you a you cheer. You will not be one of them. I'll be cheering for Art. He wasn't given a fair hand. Right? Wasn't, wasn't given a fair Like the Oklahoma guys. Was not given a fair trial. He was not given a fair yep, He was not given a fair trial. Art, uh, I, I will die. And, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. But so to, back to the more uh, relevant uh, college <laughs> right. football topics. And this is probably, um, you know, let's, let's get to the, to the minor relevant topic. Uh, I think probably about a month ago, um, we saw the college football committee said that they were going to look into the feasibility of expanding the playoffs. I forget if the number was 12 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into that for a quick minute. Let me get your early thoughts on that, because I think this is one of the rare topics that we are very polar opposite sides of, of the agree-disagree, because a lot of times we're very close to agreeing. I think we we do not have similar opinions on this. Well, I mean, I, I think it, it's a good idea, to be honest. It got more football is always good. So, so we were talking. That that was your main point, and you made me look. You made me feel like an idiot when I said that I did. I still, I still don't think that at twelve or sixteen teams is a good number. I've said that the most they could probably get away with is eight. I think at six is probably the perfect number. Uh, I think that at twelve, the idea behind it is they want more parity because they want to have the opportunity for more teams that aren't getting in right now with at four to get in. But I think mm-hmm. at 12, I think that it would just dilute the playing field. I think that the talent gap between 1 and 12 is just going to be so major that by the time you get to that third round, it's probably going to be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 anyways. You might see I, – like, I, I don't see – like if I look at the rankings this year, let's see who number 1 versus number 12 was. Let me, let me look this up. Mm-hmm. Uh- no, while you do that, I, I get that point, right? But I think that number one, you still have to prove it. Like I don't think you should get a freebie because it's not really a playoff thing. But like, like, like in no other sport, yeah. But like no other sport, do you get like, oh, you're the one seed, you don't have to play the last place team, like you still got to beat them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like this year, do I see any situation where Alabama loses to Coastal Carolina? No, absolutely not. But Alabama should still have to prove they beat them. Like, you know, like that's the whole point of a playoff. Yeah, and but... I, also, but, look at the two seed. Two, two versus Dabo Sweeney said Ohio State was his 11th best team and then lost to Ohio State. Yeah, but I think that's just Dabo Sweeney talking like an idiot. Well, he said yesterday he doesn't see a reason why it's expanding. He said a said, lot of things that are like... He also said he would quit college sports if athletes got paid. Athletes yeah. got paid, refuses to comment on it. He's, he's still high. He's still working. But even like, like verse 11, does Clemson lose to Indiana? Eh, depending on the day Clemson had. Clemson like, is nowhere near. Alabama would destroy Indiana. Clemson, they have off days. Like, I think that middle group would be where you get good games. Like, where you would see consistent. Like, you would see lower seed win a lot yeah, just more. Give me one. Just give like, one. That's like, let me see. Yeah, give me a second. I got to figure something. I'm not very good at math. All right. So it'd be like four versus eight. Uh, well, it would have, no, it would have to be equal 13. So okay. it would be five versus eight. So it would be A&M Cincinnati. This year, an that's outlier, I will say, A&M was a very good team this year. 
Mm-hmm. But so it would be let's say six versus it was six seven would be Oklahoma Florida. That's a yeah, that's, that's a good a game. game. Like, that's yeah. a good game. But mm-hmm. I think that the first round outside of those games are mm-hmm. just going to be kind of just like a tune-up game. More football is better football, in my opinion. But we're never going to agree on that. I think we should get to the more important thing because you, you did mention parity, and Oklahoma and Texas just had to go blow that all up because they both won in the SEC. So I think – I just want to make – I'll make the first point on this, and this isn't going to do a college football. This is going to do with the individual program with Texas. I think Texas going to the SEC for them. A lot of people right away, oh, that's a terrible move. They're going to get their, you know, they're going to get their ass beat, blah, blah blah. Which the first two or three years, they probably the first two years they will. They're not going to be a top five team. That's not going to happen. But I think. In the long run, them going to SEC is a very, very good move for them. Me too. I think that they're going to have the effect of what happened with Texas A&M. Because 10 years ago, A&M was not a very good program. They were, um, you know, they, were, they were a middle-tier Big 12 program getting out. You know, they go to the SEC. They, start, they recruited better. Obviously, Johnny Manziel sped up the process with them getting good. Now look at them. And they, and they got good, really good, really fast. So I looked last night, State of Texas, of their top 10 players, uh, six of them left to go to the SEC. I mean, if I, if I was a recruiter for Texas, I would be able to sell staying home and playing in the SEC. Because a lot of these kids, you know, whether it's you – know, under the table money, that's one thing. But let's say they you know, they want to play in the best conference of football against the best talent. Uh, at A&M, sits kids down as they say, you want to play Alabama? You want to play against Florida? You want to play against Auburn? Sure, come just stay at home and do it. Now, when you're Texas, you can know. Now you can say those things, and you're playing at Texas, and you're in the yeah, best yeah. conference of football. So I think for them, that's a that's a huge jump for them. Uh, I, I agree with you absolutely. There, I think it's a good move for Texas. Also. I also read that uh, no matter – I saw today that Texas is informing the Big 12 they won't renew their media deal anyway. So even if the SEC votes no, because – so in order for Texas or Oklahoma to win, they need uh, – only four teams can vote no. Any more and they can't get in. Uh, Missouri and A&M are both no's already from what I've seen. And uh, mm-hmm. apparently Florida and South Carolina also have a pact where they'll vote no uh, for any school that already has an SEC – any in-state school that already has an SEC program, because Florida wants to prevent Florida State or Miami from joining, and Clemson, to, I mean, uh, South Carolina doesn't want Clemson to join. So they have like a, a gentleman's agreement, I've read, like to vote no. So that would be the four. So any if any other school gets convinced, they wouldn't get in. But I was reading that they said people, uh, Texas may go independent anyway, if they don't get into the SEC. Which would make them another Notre Dame. Yeah, it would make them another Dame, but honestly, it might be better for them. It would be better te- for them. Te- Texas could survive independent. I think I think so, too. They're a big enough program where they could do it. Uh, also, if, if this does happen, I could see the Big 12 going into shambles and West well, Virginia how, needs to go to... my next point was going to be, let's talk about the ripple effect of this. Oh, yeah, because there would be one. I mean, it, I, it wouldn't even be a ripple effect. It would be a tsunami. Of, uh-huh. I think the landscape of college football would... It would be in shambles. In the next five years, there would be so much movement 
what what are your what do you think is the immediate aftermath aftermath of this move? Uh, I, I I have no idea. Honestly, the Big Twelve would have to be they'd be treading water at like a titanic rate. So they would need to either add two schools immediately to replace uh, Texas and Oklahoma as, as what well, best as you can. You know you're not going to bring in two programs like that. But like uh, so, my idea one was Nebraska and Cincinnati. Or something like that, you know, bring in like a blue, a former blue bud or a current blue bud in Nebraska, however you view it, and Cincinnati like a program on the rise because you need to strike gold somewhere. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna recover from these financial losses if you bring in like Houston SMU, like I see people saying, like it's not gonna do anything for the their conference. So, so we were like we were talking about this last night, and I kind of we didn't really discuss it. As like rebuttals, we said what moves do you think they'll make. When I really, you know, mm-hmm. we really never had a conversation about it. I don't see Nebraska leaving the Big Ten. Granted, this year they weren't very happy with the Big Ten. That's what um, they leave last year. I know, but I don't think they would leave the Big Ten to go to the Big Twelve when it is a move where the Big Twelve is like, "Hey, our sink is shipping. Our our ship is sinking. Come play in the Big Twelve. That, uh, that's great for Nebraska. They stink. But I don't think they would leave the financial safety with the Big Ten to go to the Big Twelve, which is going to be struggling, losing. Uh, let's, let's say losing their two biggest pieces. No, yeah, I wouldn't so, say I it's mean, a great without, move for Nebraska. Without Oklahoma and without Texas, outside of Iowa State, what is the difference between the rest of that conference and let's say like the American? No, yeah, you make a good good point there. Absolutely. And I'm, I was I thinking. Know, I'm, I'm seeing reports. I, 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 I'm saw. I'm seeing like the the early moves of like West Virginia, maybe even wanting out if this happens, going to the ACC. West Virginia would be a very good ACC team. That would be a very I, good pickup. And obviously, the ACC does not care about geographic alignment, i.e., Pitt and Syracuse. Not very close to coasts. Pitt, the closest coast they're close to is like six hours. To um, be honest, the whole geographic thing kind of gets overblown anyway. Look at the Pac-12. Colorado is in the Pac-12. They're not really. No, I know. It's Pacific. more of just like I, I think. That, I think the, the names of the conferences are more more towards like the majority. Like the majority of the yeah. ACC teams are are on the Atlantic coast, but you know that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. I think Cincinnati would also be a very good ACC team. So if you, mm-hmm. I, I could see the ACC picking up West Virginia and Cincinnati, um, uh, and then. The American starts to fall apart because I think UCF would also be a very good ACC team because I think UCF year in and year out is on a on consistently they're on a, like a Duke level when they're good they're obviously much higher but I think their 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 floor their worst year is around Duke so I think they would be a good ACC team then the American just lost two teams and I mean the Big Twelve is going to have to pick up. They're going to go after SMU. They're going to go after Memphis. So the American falls apart. That leaves, what, Navy, Tulane, you know, those schools, East Carolina. What are they going to do? Yeah, no, uh, so my, my last thought on this really is um, I, I saw something today on Twitter, actually. I was going at work, right? And I saw um, Kansas. Kansas would uh, – it was a Kansas website, Kansas writer, I think. And he said that Kansas would look to join the Pac-12. Nothing like the Pacific Coast playing of Kansas. In Lawrenceville, Kansas. Nothing like the Pacific Coast of Kansas. Uh, looking outside of a football conference, the Pac-12 adding Kansas would be crazy. Basketball having Oregon, Kansas, and like, you know USC, that, that would be a, would be quite the conference. 
Like, like, like without Texas and Oklahoma, football-wise, stings. Basketball, like every other sport, they'd still be all right. But I think that this move for college football would I, – I think it would hurt college football in a whole. Oh, I, I agree. At least short-term. I think long-term it may be better. Uh, I, I don't really know how, but I think long-term, eventually people will get used to it and things would recover. But short-term it would definitely be uh, – What's the word I'm looking for? Negative, I guess. Like it would not be positive, short term. And, and like, because we already talked about like going to 12 teams, and me and you talked about this earlier today. If if this move was to happen, the college football playoff at a 12 team dynamic would mm-hmm. be more along the lines of March Madness, mm-hmm. where conference championships they're kind of just like whatever. Yeah. Like if you're doing 12 teams, let's face it. If Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida are all going to play each other at some point in the year, they're gonna someone's gonna have losses and someone's gonna be a very good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, you're gonna have to look at now. It's gonna be well, you know, LSU might have lost two games, but they were really good losses. They're still a top twelve team in the country. Yeah, but I agree with you. That's what you gotta. They need to get rid of the one loss that just like basically does you in. Like yeah, that's that's the one positive I do see with expanding the playoffs, where mm-hmm. I think you you'll have you know you you will find the best team in college football. I think Texas A and M should have been in this year. Were they the best team in college football? No. Were they the best one of the top four teams? Arguably yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, arguably they probably would have had a better chance than Notre Dame ever did. Right. Notre Dame right, well, ACC. I, I agree. <laughs> right. I think that about wraps up this episode, though. Do uh, you got anything else to add? No, yeah, that wraps it up, yeah. All right, well, we'll be back uh, hopefully next week or no, every other week in the offseason. And then so we, probably another week of that, and then we'll go to weekly. Yeah, and then we'll hope. I mean, it'd be great for us if, if everything just keeps going on the way it does. Me and John were afraid that we weren't going to have anything to talk about today. And then, yeah. and then when, like, a 48-hour notice, everyone was like, hello, college football landscape, we're going to change everything. So that, yeah, that was... we need more stuff like that happen. So if you're in the college football world, try and make it happen. Uh, but, yep, so that wraps it up. Uh, keep an eye out uh, for not only this uh, podcast after this. Um, we're going to do, obviously, some interactions. We're going to bring back guest questions. So until next time, guys, we'll talk to you then. All right, sweet.